Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Really fun topic again this week. We're talking about what happens after a big win. Uh, I was fortunate my team had a huge win this week, and uh, I wanted to question uh, Christy and Mike about what to do after a win, at least from the might level. And it really expands into a really exciting conversation about not just what to do after a win, but setting standards and then also understanding how to communicate with kids and parents. It really became a great conversation. Uh, but before we jump into it, we got a new one for you this week. This episode is brought to you by Team Clicks. That's T-E-A-M-C-L-I-X.com. Teamclicks.com. 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 Yes, I know I do it in threes every week. I appreciate you listening through it. Uh, and what these guys make is they make uh, sunglasses, blue blocker glasses, prescription glasses with sports-themed arms. So for this audience, uh, yeah, the arms look like hockey sticks. It's pretty awesome. You can get any pro city you want, uh, or they have some generic ones as well. Anyway, check them out. Teamclicks.com and get yourself some great gifts for the holidays with those uh, hockey-themed glasses or whatever sport you want. All right, let us know what you think. Otherwise, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Enjoy it. Bye-bye. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Got a fun topic today. Guys, I'm going to start off with a little story. My kid, my son Logan, and his might team won a tournament championship over the weekend. Yes, we're giving a little golf class. It was the first time, first time I've ever witnessed my son and a team I was coaching at that level win. Again, most of my, my accolades come from playing myself or the professional or collegiate ranks. So this was a really special moment for the team. Uh, and I, I got to tell you guys, they totally came together as a team from the coaching staff to the players. Uh, and yes, audience, I'm totally gushing about this. So you can sit with me for a minute. And let me do that. But no, the, the whole team came together. They got better with every game. Um, it was a complete team effort in the championship game. Um, and you could feel it, you know, you know, when you could feel it when everybody's really playing for each other. And, and, you know, when they won, they were all hugging each other, they tackled the goalie, they went over to their parents by the board. Uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience, you know, uh, and you know how these weekend tournaments are, you get like five games in three days, it can become a little bit of a, a, a power keg if you're not careful. But it, you know, it didn't turn into that the, the coaching staff did great. In fact, we, we had to coach so little in the last game, I, I turned to the head coach, Jason, and I said, you know, you know how you know we're doing good because we don't we're not having to say much. Like that's how you know uh, we're on a good path here. But they won, and and my son got his first uh, five on uh, five on five four on four goal, in uh, an amazing move. And for us, just a wonderful weekend. Wonderful weekend. It feels good to win. And I was sitting in, in uh, uh, downstairs last night, and I'm thinking, well, what are we going to talk about on the show this week? Um, like I want to gush about my kid, but there has to be some substance to it. <laughs> so I said, well, what happens now? So I wanted to do a whole episode with you two. From my point of view, as kind of a newer hockey parent and a new uh, might coach, we won a big win, a big tournament early on in the season. Season hasn't really started yet in terms of league play, right? So what do you do 
after a big win. And that's going to be the topic of today's episode, because honestly, again, as a player and as a, as a, a higher level coach, I kind of know what to do, but I don't know how to do this with six, seven, eight year olds, guys. So I need to lean on you, Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli. <laughs> welcome to the show. That was my full intro today. Um, and I'm going to throw it to you guys. So, so again, we got a big win. The team's really high, right? We're, we're ready to go. So what do we do now? What are the tips and tricks we need to know as a team to move forward and really continue to find success? Yeah, get back to work. Uh, it's so early in the season right now. And I'll tell you a story. My son's team won this trophy. It was the, um, what was it? Columbus Day tournament, Columbus weekend. Not a day, obviously, for hockey. It's an entire weekend. And this was great. And all the kids went home with their trophies. And they had kind of big heads, to be honest with you. Because um, the next tournament, they got blow their doors got blown out okay right. because they <laughs> right because they were so confident and then they weren't working at all oh, we're the best in the league we're this we just blew everybody away in that tournament and then they got a little cocky right and guess what they learned <laughs> you let it get to your heads the next team's gonna get you so you really gotta savor it oh my gosh absolutely savor this time it was wonderful it was a great win we even i think you know, the big trophies that they win, every kid got to take it home, you know, over the weekend. So celebrate it, love it. But then you got to really put it on the back burner, keep it as a nice memory for the season and get right back to work. Right. How about you, Mike? Yeah, well, I will make one one observation. I did notice on your championship banner, it did say eight U. So they, at least they got at least they got the terminology right for your, for your, for your tournament. I don't know why I, I don't know why I feel so indifferent sometimes about these, because especially at that age, because I mean, the first thing like it's funny when when the teams I was coaching and we would win uh, these little you know weekend showcases and tournaments and things like that. I always think about the other team's loss and I'd be like, wow, I wonder, I wonder how those little, you know, eight-year-old kids are devastated and crying and the parents are trying to hug them up. And I don't know. It just, it's just one of those, it's like, it's, it's those lessons of right. saying, staying and even keeled and it's great win and, you know, enjoy the championship, but, you know, and, and again, not to professionalize it because we, you know, we don't want to do that. Right. But we tend to, you know, you hear the stories of, somebody wins a championship and the next day they're in their office working on the season plan for next year. And, you know, I think, and especially for these kids, they play, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of these are a great winning opportunities and great weekends, but you know, sometimes they get diluted too, right. Cause they play so many tournaments and, and, and showcases. And so hopefully they win a lot more, you know, weekend tournaments. But I think the biggest thing is to, to try to, if you can, if you can, have that same excitement or, or passion. And you say it all timely, you know, like hopefully not after a game like that, the conversation didn't just be, Hey, I love watching you play today. That was great, great effort loss win. And I think sometimes, you know, our kids feel that from us, right. right. That, that all this jubilation from the win, you know, is, is, is soured by a loss that they don't feel that worth. So it's, it's, it's a great win. I think it's great. You know, I'm sure your parents loved it and the coaches loved it. You know, but at the end of the day, I think, you, you know, we, we've talked about this off off air, right? That, you, you know, the ne- and, and Chrissy, you just said it too, right? Today, the next week, can you get your doors blown off? Right. So it's, <laughs> right. it's, it doesn't, it does, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can have a lot of those. Right. You know, those ups and downs. That's what right. new sports is supposed to be about. Yeah, they're all good lessons. You know, the ups and the downs. You do learn a lot from the downs, you know, and it's even sweeter when you've had a season of a bunch of losses and then you're slowly climbing up that mountain. You finally get to the mountain. That's a wonderful feeling of accomplishment. Um, so even if your kids aren't yeah. doing so great early on in the season, that's something to build for. Right. You know, it's like, there's the mountain. We got to keep climbing it. We're going to get there. Right. And sometimes yeah. you never get there. Right. I mean, I, I say that all the time to my parents. I say it to my, I say it to my parents all the time. So, you know, you know, who doesn't care about when, you know, who says that winning is not important, you know, losers, people that don't, don't never win. Right. You know, they're the ones that say, Oh, the winning's not important. It's, it's about the, it's about the journey. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's BS. You know, people like to win. They want it. They, there, there is, there has to be a win. Now that win might be a championship. It might be a, a kid's first goal. Right. It might be a goalie <clears throat> shutting out the other team. It might be, I don't know, the, the, the kid learned how to tie his skates over the last five right. months. I mean, you know, you got to figure out what your wins are. Well, right. You know, even uh, with my daughter recently, she had noticed there, there were a lot of turnovers in the game. And she said, my goal is next time, not as many turnovers. And after the next game, I asked her, well, how do you think you did? She goes, 
I won because I didn't turn over the puck. I said, there you go. Yeah. Let's go for but it. We, we've but talked yeah, about this. You gotta look at those personal victories. Yeah. Number yeah. one is we, and I always like to reiterate this point and you both just said, look, winning can be defined however you want it to be defined. Right. Like winning a championship is great, but winning, like you said, Mike, it could be like just a great effort first goal or Christy, you know, fixing something in your game. So like, I think it's very important for all coaches that you, you can define some wins or at least some, some actionable items to, to accomplish. Cause if there is no accomplishment then I I'm with you, Mike, like what is the point? right? Uh, it's okay to learn from losing. It's okay to learn from, from uh, not succeeding, but you still have to be striving for something. All, uh, otherwise you really are just kind of losing, right? Uh, losing is meant to be a teacher. So bringing this back, here's what I'll tell you. So, cause I want you guys to understand how I'm looking at this. Um, and then I want your advice on, you know, how maybe a younger kid might be looking at this. Cause that's the missing part for me. And I've always admitted this. And I do want to uh, shout out real quick, the coaching staff of, of Jason, Micah and Mike, because I'll tell you right now that they all know where I've coached and I tell them weekly. Um, and I learn a lot from these guys. Like I've never coached this level and I don't care how many games I've coached at the highest levels I've been at eight year olds are a totally different world. It's a totally different style. It's a totally different mentality. Uh, me knowing how to do a one, three, one trap has absolutely zero value at this level. Right. So I, I try and tell, them, I'm trying to learn from them. Right. And I, I observe. So my point of view, like just me personally, right? I look at this as it's awesome. I've learned through my career how to revel in the feeling. You want to feel the good feeling, but you also know how to move on, right? You, you revel in it for a day or two or whatever, and then you got to move on. Christy, that's what you said. You get back to work, right? But I'm an adult and I know how to do that, right? Do kids know how to do that? That's another story. So the way I look at this victory, it's a wonderful moment. It was a great moment with the team, uh, with my son, with, with his mother and, and, and my daughter, um, and I look at it as, okay, this is a great stepping stone to the season now, right? Because we really did need that come together moment of, Hey, all the hard work we're doing is paying off. Right. And again, I know that I think the coaching staff knows that the question is, cause can a six, seven, eight year old understand that? Or are they going to come back with that? Hey, we're the best team in the league mentality. So I, I think the message is going to be, and again, th this is up to the head coach, Jason, to, to, to decide that maybe we can, you guys can, he'll probably listen to this episode. I'm going to guess. So like, that's where I turn back to you guys. I'm sure the message is going to be great job, get back to work. Right. But what are those little tiny messages we need to give them as kids, right. Trying to think of them from that level that not the adult level, right. An adult can say, Hey, get back to work. And adult goes, yeah, okay, I get it. Let's go. An eight-year-old might not work that way. So as parents now, right? What, how would you word that? How would you say that? And this obviously goes to the whole audience, not just my team. My teams win every week. Chris, you want to take it? Well, yeah. I mean, eight. It's been a while since I've had the eight-year-old. I'm trying <laughs> to think back to the conversation. And I remember with Joey and, and mostly John would lead these conversations just to make sure that strong work ethic continue. Right. And that's just a, a matter of just, you know, routine, you know, right. it's like, okay, we got to get back to practice. You got to get back to your regimen of doing your homework first, getting to the rink and you still got to work hard. Right. The season's not over. It's a long season. But it hasn't even started. I haven't even started yeah, in our case. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So just like I said earlier, just kind of make sure you enjoy it because that is, that is, that is a great accomplishment. Right. And you kind of reinforce the lesson of you got this because you worked really hard. Right. You guys worked so hard and you were a team. You played as a team. You looked out for each other. You cared about each other. We got to keep that momentum going. We can't now just forget about that. Right. Right. So, you know, you got to get back to the rink. You got to get back to practicing. You got to get back to your regimen. And uh, it, like I said, you know, March is a long, is a long right. time from now. So you got a lot of games, a lot of hockey. You don't want them to burn out either. Yeah. So, you know, and you we, always got to mix in, you know, some playtime too for the kids. You, well, know, you want it all to be I about, can tell you, you know. both this, that, yeah. that uh, one of the things I think we're fortunate to have is the head coach really, really understands the look. They should be smiling at the end of the day over anything else at this, at this age. And, and again, right. look, that's not my style. Right. And, and like, that's yeah. why I'm glad that that's not my job, but like he, he always has a, and really it's the whole, the whole coaching staff, but they got a good grip on that. Look at the end of the day, they want to be having fun. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that we've got that down. 
it, it, I do agree with you though, Christy. It, it's about kind of looking at it full scope of like, that was a great win. We have to move on, right? It was a great win. We have to build from this. That was not the be all end all. Now, the question I have is which Mike Benelli, which coach Benelli is about to show up on this episode? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, curious too. I'm going to sauce the pass is over the, the coach. Is the fun coach or is that tough <laughs> Benelli? <laughs> right. Well, the hell with those kids. I think, I think I, I, what they, they didn't win anything. They're eight. Right. My God, get a perspective. Listen, I, I think, I think it, I think it is. I think it's, I think at that age, what's the coolest thing about engaging the parents is the kids can understand, okay, they won. They, that, that's the jubilation they feel. Cause look at, look at all the times our, these little kids lose, right. but they did great, great things. And, but they, it doesn't stick. Like because there's the sticking is the win, right? It's that sitting in front of the, the banner and everybody Facebooking it and, and sending it out there. That's the sticky. And I think that's where you have to say, okay, well, what are, what are two things you did this weekend right. that it enabled you to feel good coming to the rink or that made your teammate feel good or, and then let's replicate those little wins, right? Cause those little wins added up to a, a nice championship. Was it, you, 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 you had good body language. You're, is it, is it, you recovered from the game one loss and then reestablish the win or, you know, that everybody contributed or, you know, what were the little wins right. in the big win that they can take every single day to practice and reinforce it even at eight, even at nine, right. The same, it's the same thing when you're teaching your kids how to read or, you know, teaching them how to, you know, do math or whatever it is, whatever social thing it is, um, you know, finding the little pieces. Cause if it's the win, then the loss, how do you, what do you do then? Like where, where, where do you establish that? So I think the win is, is great, right. but it's not the win that got them there. It was all the little things Absolutely. that they did to get the win. One message I gave Logan um, and it, you know, it, you know, look, I guess I'm super beneficial to be a co-host on this show because like, I'm getting like a, you know, free guide of how to run these, these things from you two, like every week, you know what I mean? Um, but one of the things I did reinforce with Logan um, was look, you worked hard to earn that goal. Like every game you got a little better. You tried new things. We worked on this at home because th there was a moment, you know, I'll rewind back a few weeks ago. And again, this age is so tough because like for a lot of kids, it hasn't clicked yet. They're just kind of doing it to do it or they're doing it because, you know, we're bringing them there. Um, and I remember he, he was really upset that he hadn't scored. And we did reinforce to him that, look, it's not about that, right? It's about having fun. It's about working, but he wanted it. And I said to him, Logan, if you want it, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to work off the ice, right? It's not just enough to work on the ice. And, and he did, he started practicing with his mom in, in the, in the uh, basement. Um, and he, that's what I I'm most proud of is it clicked up. I, I did the extra work and then it paid off. And of course, when you get five games in three days, uh, there was no breaks for him. He just kept working and working and working. Um, yeah. And Mike, yeah, there was a loss. We did it. We did. We lost to the team that we beat in the final the night before that. I think what I was proud of and follow me, because this is leading to a question for you too. What I was proud of is that, you know, we were actually losing by quite a bit in that game and they came back. Uh, we only actually lost that game in the last minute. Um, and we were able to kind of explain that that situation. And I, I said this, you know, sometimes it's good to lose a game like that because it, you know, makes you understand you're not invincible and you have to work. And there was definitely a little bit of, um, we got to get this team back today, even in, in that locker room. Now, one of the thoughts I had on the bench in that last game was we, we were winning the championship game handedly. Okay. And like you said, Mike, I started thinking about the other team as well, right? Because I'm like, this can't be easy. And I wrestled with the, do I say something to my team about this during the game? And I actually, what I did was this. I did not say anything about it, like the emotion that they might be feeling. I did start reinforcing, we need to be respectful. All right, we need to be respectful. There's another team out here that is not winning. So let's, let's, let's just not celebrate like we've been celebrating and just be respectful. And they got that. I think one thing, and this is the question, I think we should reiterate with them in uh, the next time we see them, right, is Christy and Mike, you said the right things. Like, here's the things we did well. Here's the things we need to build on. Do we bring up the other team? How do you think the other team felt when they lost, right, good or bad? You know, should we explore that feeling with the team just to kind of bring them down to earth of like a team did lose out here, right? And that might happen to us in the future. Right. And how do we want to respond? The reason I'm asking this question, guys, is it's something I do at the higher levels. And, and I think this is a mistake most coaches make is they don't talk about losing streaks before the season starts. They don't talk about what they want to win. You know, they go, we can't say we want to win the championship because we'll jinx it. That's insane to me. You should say what you want. Right. But I talk about what's going to happen if we get into a losing streak this season. 
before the season. So they're mentally prepared. Guess what happens? They don't lose. They don't go on a lot of losing streaks when that happens, right? As long as they're comparable. So do, do we as a coaching staff just take a few minutes to go, hey, how do you think the other team felt when they lost that way? Just to bring the perspective. What are your thoughts on that? Christy, I'll start with you. Yeah, especially on the ice, there are things that the, the kids can do. Like If you're leading tremendously on the ice, especially during a championship game, let's say it's, you know, it's a lopsided game, you're up 12 and they haven't scored yet. The kids need to pull back on their sellies on the ice. Right, That's really important. Uh, I, I hate that. I, and it just, it kills me when you see this, the score is so lopsided and the kids keep scoring and they're celebrating as if it was, you know, the first goal in the game. Right. I agree. So you, you need to tell the kids on the bench, hey, when you're out there, you know, we're way ahead. It, you know, there's no way they're going to catch us. We won this game. Let's work on our passing. Let's pull back. Let, let's not try and run up the score. Right. And I would hope that the parents, too, in the stands... That really drives me crazy when I see parents celebrating when the score is 12 nothing. Yeah, it's a bit much. Um, I've, had that, I've had that both ways. Oh, I've had that both ways. That is it's so ugly. Much. Yeah, I don't it's get awful. that. Yeah, I don't get I that. I don't get you, yeah, And it happens all the yeah. time. Again, if, really it's a, if it's a kid's like first goal ever, I, yeah, I, I do understand absolutely. a little bit. Yeah. Logan scored early in the game, thank goodness. But my point is, like, I'm, I'm with you on this, Christy. Like, and, and, and this is where you have to teach respect. And that, that's the word I kept saying to them. Let's be respectful. All right? yeah. I know you're excited, but let's be respectful because um, yeah. that's a life lesson. That's a life lesson. Not to mention, I'm a big believer in karma. <laughs> All right? And, Absolutely. You know, uh, it goes around, comes around. It does not feel yeah. good when you're on the other end. I'll, I'll tell you what. And, Mike, I do want your thoughts on this, too. I, I've been in games where I've gotten killed or we've gotten lost, and the other team – was very respectful. Like, Hey, you guys really did work hard today. And I'll tell you what, that, that takes the edge off big time. And, and mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't take the pain away, but what I mean by the edge is that reoccurring film in your head, what, what did I do wrong? What could I have done different? Right. I mean, which is, which is good sometimes, but you know, it's a lot better when you're doing that. And you're like, you know, I did work hard, but we need to improve. Like this, you just said that about your daughter, right? You know, I need to not turn the puck yeah. over as much. So, yeah, you know, yeah. And, um, and anything can happen in a tournament. I mean, totally. you could go in there as, you know, the hot dogs and then end up getting killed. So, yeah. and that's the beauty about a tournament too, because anybody has a shot at it, right? You know, you can have a, a goalie that is having a bad game and, uh, and you can tell by the number of shots on the goalie that, wow, you know, we had a lot of shots on that goalie, but we just couldn't, you know, get it through because our goalie was having a bad game. And uh, the other team happened to have better defense in that tournament, you know? So it always, you just always have to remind the kids, so you know what it feels like to lose, right? Put yourself in the other team's skates and be respectful and, and don't, don't be hot dogs out there, especially if you're killing them out there. Right. You know, that's a really important lesson to learn you know, throughout life. You I, know? I, I do want to say this too. And then Mike, I got to get your thoughts one of the things I was most proud of just as a coach, right. I'm not even talking the winning now was that we did have very individualistic play the first few games, but there was a clear clicking the last few games of like, look, we got to pass to each other. We got to help each other. Uh, and it was apparent. It was really apparent that, that, that most of the kids were really understanding of that. You know what? The results were there, right? Because, because in the, you know, you guys have seen this, the kids are skating all the way around, all the way around then shooting. And it's like, it, it didn't work. And, you know, we started moving the puck to the middle of the ice and kind of got that just basic understanding of passing. Right. Um, and I, I want to reiterate to the kids, like, like that, we got to build on that because like, that was just basic what we were doing. We got, there's lots of things we can do anyway, Mike, before we get too far to off topic here, you know, the next time we see the kids, do, do we talk about that? When I do my next team building, do I say, Hey, listen, I just want you to take a minute to think about how the other team might've felt. All right. Just so you have that that base of, of you know, and, and again, I'm sure it's going to be like, they lost, they, 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 they probably felt horrible, but I want them to understand that like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. That's the other side of it. Do I do that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I think it, you, I think it's always a great opportunity to be proactive in what you're going to feel like on the other side of that, because it's going to happen. And whether it's maybe a one goal loss or 15 goal loss, I mean, I, I, I still don't understand youth coaches. And these are adults, right, that are running these teams that can win a game 21 to nothing or 18 to one right. or again. And I'm also not the I, I, I honestly don't like the 
the lesson learned from like, if you're beating a team by eight goals and you only allow one kid to score in that game, because I'm like, well, I want you to earn a goal. I I, I understand it feels good, but I don't know if that really does feel good for a kid to score the ninth goal in an eight, nothing game. That that's his first goal. Mercy. I don't know. It's a mercy goal. Well, I just, cause I think the, the other side, and again, as, as you get older, right. The other side, you're all you're doing is poking the bear. Like all you're doing is, is as a coach, like, and I, I don't know, maybe, I, maybe I'm a more like the risk management side of this because I've experienced it so much, but the more you do as a coach on the bench to embarrass another group of people and children, the more likelihood is that when you walk out of the rink, you're going to have a confrontation, right? Like you're going to have an issue. You're going to, you're, you're, you're built, you're building this upon yourself. It's the same conversation. Sorry. The same conversation I have about, but like defensemen, if you're a defenseman, you get the puck behind the net, you ring it up the boards and the other defenseman gets it and puts it back down your throat. And, and you cause that you're the reason why you're putting yourself in a bad situation defensively. It's the same thing for a coach. So I think if you can get proactive and I would actually with eight-year-olds, I'd probably have that conversation with the parents too, right. because they're the voice. That's a great point. They're the ones that the, the kids, they're going to leave just like you dog. What, what did coach say in the locker room? Oh, he just said it'd be good sports. All right, what else did he say? Oh, that was about it. <laughs> All good. Right. Nothing more. Right. I mean, it sounds like you're connecting with the kids a little bit more because you're giving them, you're giving them, you know, puzzle pieces to put together. But I think that's where an eight-year-old, nine-year-olds, I do it with my own 14-year-olds right now. When I send a, like a motivational thing to my kids, the parents get it. Right. Because I want them to understand what I'm speaking to them about because I don't want it to be foreign to them. And I want them to support me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think yeah. it's just, I think it's just, and, and you know, you want parents cause you're going to have parents. You'll see it too. You'll know it. You'll be in that room and you'll you're like, guys, you know, it's a great win, but you know, think about the other team and you're going to have that mom in the corner. that's going to roll her eyes and say, you've got to bury when you have a chance to, <laughs> to kill, you take the right. kill. You can't go for lay, the we lay off. We lay off. Our kids won't know how right. to keep can, you know, my kid can't turn the switch. So you're bringing up. And that two is questions. so true. Every, yeah. every team, every year, there have been parents exactly like that on the right. team. It's unbelievable. This killer instinct that, you know, is inside you know of them that comes out during. Well, it's their kid, right? It's their kid. And maybe, they're, and maybe, and maybe, hey, maybe, listen, maybe oh, they no. feel good about tweeting out the win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I just it's think like, it's like, what do you I like, just... watch Cobra Kai show no mercy, you know, come on. <laughs> and there is a, no, listen, but there is a lot to be said for that. I, I listen, there is a lot to be said for that, but in a two, one game show, no mercy. I say, I say to kids, I, my kids all the time, they're breaking their sticks they're they're yelling and screaming. They're slamming the door. We're losing, you know, five to nothing. I go, why don't you get pissed off when it's zero, zero. Like yeah. That? Right. Like, why don't you, why can't you find that rage? Right. When it's when it's a one goal game, forget about being pissed off at the end of the game and, and sulking in the corner. Find the rage before you get on the ice. Well, I, I, I listen. Yeah. you want to win, you fine. gotta have. You gotta have. You gotta. Have well, passion, that's an identity right? thing. But, that's an identity thing. I can right. tell you guys this right now is that that for the longest time, and I was very guilty of this. For the longest time, I identified through the game, my happiness through the game, everything about myself through the game, and. I remember I came to this, you know, it was in my mid twenties. I came to this realization. I was really upset. It was a, I was at a, kind of a dark place in my life professionally. And I remember I said this to myself in a depression, like, why won't hockey be there for me? And almost immediately, like a new voice popped in. It's like, hockey's not a real person. It doesn't owe you anything. It's not going to do anything for you. Cause it's not a, it's not a thing. It's a game. Right. And, and I remember right. I realized that that's the day I stopped identifying in that way the game i love the game and i work in the game and i do a lot with the game it's not who i am right i'm a father i'm a husband like that that's how i look at it um but even at the young ages it's tough because you know like i said if you're looking for pain in a game you probably got to look at how you're identifying you don't need to feel that way to be effective now you guys are bringing up two questions right so first of all i gotta say what's nice you said you gotta talk to the parents too well i'm lucky enough that i have a podcast you can just send me this episode that'll be great <laughs> Listen, I don't like, we don't want to make your job easier, Lee, but I think it's a, you know, but I, but I right. do, but I do think it's uh it's so important that the messaging right. comes through because mom and dad are with them for, you know, 22 hours yeah. of the rest of the totally. day. Right. Totally. Well, it, it, let's all say so, so far um, I've been, I've been, and, and again, this is my first experience, but I've been pretty impressed with the, the parental group here. They're, everybody seems to be on the same page right now. 
Um, again, season's a long season. Um, you know, when I, when I did the team building with the team, the first time there was some kind of like, what are we doing? <laughs> but, but they've all bought in. Uh, and, and it, I believe at least from my own experiences, that this as right now is a really good group of parents. And yeah, I, there's some conflicting ideas like anything, but it's taken care of in a good way. But now here's a really important question, Mike and, and Krista, you guys brought this up. Um, and I, I don't have the answer for this, which, which, which my, my team will joke about and te- tease me about that's something I don't think I know. <laughs> um, but in, in, in AU hockey, right. Or in youth hockey, how many goals of a lead is that point where you go, okay, let's pull it back. Cause like, here's the deal. And you guys know this in, in a four goal lead at, at the might level is not safe. Right. So, so what is that number? I mean, and again, there's going to be people that argue like 10 goals isn't safe, which I don't agree with. But I'm thinking about this because if you pull them back too early, it really could be a problem. So, so what is that differential that coaches should be looking at? Eight. Wow, that was di- distinct and right to the point, Chris. That's fair. I think, and I think that's it. That makes sense. <laughs> eight goals. Eight goals. Yeah, eight. Eight ahead. Eight. eight. Mike, what do you Lucky think? Lucky number eight. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't think that's the, unfair. The end yeah. of discussion. Next. What's your next question? <laughs> I think I, no, I, don't, I don't even get the answer. There's the journalist so, right there coming out. <laughs> so I, I think uh, personally, I think it's, it's the game. It's who you're playing. You have to know, like, right. like I've had four times this year, we've had five goal leads. And I, at the second period, I've told the kids, we have to change our strategy and we're making passes and we're, right. and then we'll give up a goal. And like, are we back to what we were doing? No, <laughs> it, it, you're, you're dominating the game. Don't worry about it. Like just, you need to learn. That's five goals. I, every parent, you got to hear the parents. How come we're not scoring? How come we're not burying these guys? Ooh, Do you know yeah. if this team beat that team, this team gets this point? I go, listen, it's five goals. Now, now we're going to move the puck. We, you have a lot of space. You guys feel all the, all the extra time you have. This is when you, I don't get to do this in practice. So this is, this is as live as I can get it. But now, and there's other games when you never feel good with five goals. You're like, Ugh. especially, you know, at might hockey or cross ice hockey, you can score five goals on one shift. So I think it's I think it's a matter of you got to know who you're playing against and what the situation is, right? If you're in a if you're in a tournament, maybe maybe five goals is is you know you got to be careful and make sure you're 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 playing until the end of the game and whether that turned out to be eight goals or nine goals. But again, I think it's all situational, and I think it has to be you have to look down up and down the bench and say, okay, what am I doing here that I can build a lesson? Right. I, I, listen, I've had games where we've stopped scoring and then we turned around and lost, but you know what happened? I didn't get my limb cut off. I didn't get fired. Right. I mean, nothing happened to me. We just lost and parents bitched and moaned. And I said, well, you know, what's really cool about that loss. We learned that where our threshold is right. right now. And we know that, you know, the other team, once they smell a little bit of fear in there, there, the momentum can, can shift. It's in youth hockey games. You think about, you know, when you're losing, I mean, I've had games where we're losing four to nothing at the end of the first period in championship games. And we've come back and won right where the kids are crying on the bench after we've given up the fourth goal, like game's over. Like you go to a Ranger game, watch them score the first goal. Everybody's like, Oh, season's done. Season's All over. Done. That's it. This guy, I can't believe we took this guy. This guy's the wrong <laughs> so true. I go, so it's true. the first goal of the game. Yeah. You know, but I think that's where all of our kids, I mean, I see that a lot now at youth hockey or any sport, the resiliency and the, and the, and the fragileness of the ups and downs is, uh, I just think it's different. Now, maybe I'm just looking at a different perspective, but it seems different to me. It seems like you go down a goal. It's like, it's the end of the world. Right. I'm like, right. guys, it's a goal. We we're going to get, we we're going to get goals that's, back. Well, that's maybe hockey. we won't get that's goals just back. hockey too. Well, that's just sports. Yeah, sport. I mean, maybe, Absolutely. maybe we're not going to get it back. I don't know what to tell you, right. but I think, I think, right. I don't think there is a, I don't think there's a, a goal differential. Uh, I think it's all, it's all game situational. It's like, okay, we're really, we're, it's the yeah. end of the second period. We're beating this team up pretty good. I'm not a guy that likes, I don't know why, but maybe I should be. I'm not like, Oh, let's preserve the shutout for the goalie. And I'm like, who cares? we got two goalies. If he's not happy, we get the other kid in that. Yeah. But I think it's just, a, I think it's just a matter of, I'm joking about that, by the way, if my parents are, <laughs> but I think it's, um, but I, but I, but I think I they're calling you shut out Benelli. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, you don't let my kid get a shutout. You put the shut third out, line Benelli. out there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I just think it's all, I think it's, it's great ways. Cause I, I don't, I always and I shouldn't, but I think about the other bench. Right. And I'm like, well, what good is are we what good is it gonna be for us to score seven more goals in this period? Like what is what good is that gonna do anybody? Right. 
And especially in this world of youth hockey, and Christy, you've seen it, right? Your, you said it, we've said it in our earlier episodes. All the comp, all the girls your daughter would compete against growing up, she's playing with. Yeah. Like their teammates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eventually, eventually that that pyramid gets real tight at the top. Yeah. And and you're like, listen, you're gonna see these people again. You're gonna play against these people again. And and if you're fortunate enough to continue to rise the ladder, um, you're 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 you have to understand that as a coach. You want to put the kids in the in the best situation to compete. I, I don't I personally don't think running the score up or or no. taking just a win off a weekend, one win, one championship should be the pinnacle right. of the year. It needs right. to be just a piece of the year. I don't know. That's my thoughts. You know, it's also fun. But I like eight goals, but I like the eight goal difference. Yeah, though. yeah. So there you go. It's also good, good too. Um, you know, if you've got some younger players on the team and you want to try out some different lines. To go ahead and put them out there and kind of experiment a little bit as a coach to see. I wonder how it looks if we put, you know, Sophia with Michael and, you know, let me see what that line looks like when they're a little bit older. Uh, let's see how they switch switch positions. Hey, you want to play defense? Let's see how you look on defense. If the kid has been saying, I, you know, I want to try it, it might be the game to give them a shot. Or if a defenseman wants to try to do a, uh, you know, a, be a forward. You know, have some fun with it. Let the kids move yeah. around. Oh, I, I love I love doing that too. I'm like the kid, you know, I want to play D coach. I want to play yeah. D. It's five now. I go, go ahead and play D. And then he gives yeah. up a goal, Michael. That's why you're not on D. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, I'll exactly. say this too. Yeah. Yeah, going back you know, to- and even in as the kids, even at the college level, and I, I remember um before the pandemic, uh there was an exhibition game. And you know, we we were on the low totem pole um and this this team state championship team on the nationals and I know that our coach uh, wanted to uh, kind of uh, the, the coach on the other team we're trying out all the young girls all the freshmen had opportunities to play just to yeah. see because that you know you've got to grow and develop these girls so this would be the game to try and try and do that and see how the future team would look against you know uh, a less right. competitive team but yeah so um yeah there's a great lot of great opportunities to uh to grow your team and to uh to teach some you know some skills that they might not otherwise have a chance to do in, in a game well i'll say this on your couple things the answer you had christy going back a few minutes about eight goals i think there's a, <laughs> I think there's a hybrid answer here i think at least at the level i'm at it's like okay eight goals is when something has to come into effect whether it's your mindset yeah. or something and i think mike you're right too you, you got to look at who you're playing right so i think when you get to that eight goal lead it's okay maybe I have to start thinking now about what's going to happen the rest of this game. Um, and I'll tell you this too, you know, I've always, as a coach, and again, you, we apply, apply this to the might level, sorry, the eight U level, I'm not allowed to say might anymore. Um, when you, when, I've always looked at a big lead as an opportunity, as you guys are saying, now we can work on something that maybe we couldn't work on normally. Right. And, and again, look, as an assistant coach, my, I, I have a firm grip on assistant coaching. You make suggestions. It's the head coach, co- head coach's job and right to take those suggestions or not. And you can't have any ego about that. And I'm all about that. Right. So, so, you know, I'll make suggestions on the bench about, okay, we're up. Maybe we should work on this. Uh, and, and again, head coach is super receptive, but my point is, is that to all the coaches listening and parents, right. When you're leading, you know, I know you don't want the feeling to stop and the momentum. And as parents, like we want our kids to feel great. I, I get that, but we want to learn too, right? So the way I look at it, I said, I believe in karma, right? When you're up by that, let's just say eight goals, <laughs> you know, when you're up by that eight goals, what are you not teaching them now that's going to bite you in the butt in two weeks? That's how I've always looked at it. Like this is our opportunity to do better in front of our goalie now in terms of defense, right? This is our opportunity to work on passing. It might also be an opportunity to give some of those kids ice time that aren't getting, again, this isn't at the might level, but they don't get a lot of ice time, get them on the ice. And, and, and this is the other thing. This is a mistake. I think a lot of coaches make too, Mike. I love your opinion on this. It's not about throwing the three lower skilled players out there at the same time. It's about putting them with a top level player, so they can get that experience too. And it's not just so the top player can pass to them and they get a goal. It's you learn by p- playing with people. I can tell you this right now, guys. I, I was very blessed in 2005, and I mean extremely, to be able to skate with the New Jersey Devils while they trained during the lockout. I was invited and I got, I got to skate with them. Uh, I learned a few things. One, I learned more hockey skills and tactics and everything in those uh, five skates than at any other point in my entire hockey playing life. 
All right. I grew as a player incredibly fast playing with these guys. I also realized I'm probably never going to make the NHL. All right. Uh, I wasn't struggling against them, but I could tell I'm not at this level and I might not get to this level. I was so thankful for that experience. Right. But my point is I was playing with better players and I got better very, very quickly because of that. Right. And I probably got to a level I never would, would have gotten to if I hadn't done that. So I think it's important. Again, we're not talking so much might right now is when you get to that situation in a game, this, this conversation is turning a little bit, you know, put out the lower skill player with an upper skill player and make sure they have a clear objective. Like we, you want to work on you got, Hey, you got to keep up with me. We're going to go to the net. I'm going to try and set you up in front. You got to have your stick down. Am I right or wrong on this guys? Cause like, like that's, oh, that's one of those yes. things I think about. Yeah, it really. And that actually happened. Uh, Sophia was one of the captains on the high school team. They were playing uh, a team that, you know, they were young team, really not very skilled. And Sophia's team was dominant. There was a eighth grader on the team who hadn't scored and didn't get a lot of playing time. And the captains went to the coach and said, can you put, you know, Lily out with us? We, we want to set it up so that she scores. And they, they thought of that, not the coaches, but the kids. And they set her up. And, oh, it was beautiful. And they passed it right to her. She's, they, they told her how to do it. Get up by the net. We're going to pass it to you. Right. And it went. And, I mean, everybody was in tears. It was just a, a <laughs> really beautiful moment. It's bigger than the game, right? It was bigger than yeah. the game. Like, that, yeah. And that's what it's the, all about. Even the kids on the other team were excited because they right. knew that she had born. She was so young. Yeah. Mike, your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I, so, <laughs> so I think, I think it's, I think it's, I think I tend to try to bring those lessons and teach those lessons within all games. Sure. Like it doesn't need to be eight, nothing. I think, I think if you're, if you, if you, I, I go by the, the Lou Varro uh, philosophy, if you are good enough to make my team, you're going to play, right. You're going to play a lot. If you're good enough to make my team. You're going to play. And I'm, I mean, I, I've you know, talked to these great coaches that say, I've never, I've coached at every level, IHF championships, Olympics, professional, you play the whole game and, and you, and cause I, you, you were good enough to make my team. I chose you. My job is to coach you. And I think that a lot of us at the youth level, when it means nothing, and I realize it means it, I, I realize it means something to somebody. Right. And I, and I guess that it's a big deal for, for parents. I get all that, but the lesson is, well, if you trust, if you, if you trust me to go out there and it ain't nothing game. And I, and I do agree with you. I wouldn't put my, my three, you know, bottom feeders out there together. Right. Cause how are they going to have success? I mean, they're really not going to have much more success than it's like when you play three on three hockey, right? If you don't have, if you have the best kids will be the best kids, <laughs> you know, the, the worst kids continue to be the worst kids. So it's, it's just, how do, how do you find a way to, 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 to meld them? And all of a sudden you might find, Oh my God, this kid, like, he's a, he's a great substitute player. I just, my, my lineup just got deeper because of what this player, right. you know, could do within this group. And, um, you know, so I have, I have mixed feelings about it, but I also think it's a hard conversation because it all depends on the level totally. you're at. Totally. And I, I would do this yeah. at the high school level. Like, like I hate, I, I hate putting goalies in when you have a huge lead, right? It's eight, one, go, oh, there's no shutout. So let's put the, the backup in. Well, what happens when the, when the, and this right. is like in, you know, if you don't play your goalies, as equally as possible what happens when your star gets hurt if i was the other goalie i'd be like screw you like, i have no passion to play for you we've seen this but, and i think out. it's I, yeah. I, yeah and i think it's the same way at, the, at, at your level right at the, at the might level at the at the at the 8u 10u 12u i mean if you're in a game like you like this weekend and you win and you could take all those pieces and you won because the the whole team played imagine the feeling of winning and there was a kid that was there that didn't contribute to the win right. or didn't feel like they contributed. Like I've always said, like, do you really want, like, do you want to, and it's so weird about kids, right? Cause you'll say, do you want to be, cause I see all the, the USA hockey stuff that comes out. Do you want to be on a team that contributes and loses or be on a team that you don't contribute and win and kids, I don't care what they, they choose. I want to be on a team that wins. Right. It's so weird. It's like, to me, it's like, wait, you'd rather be on the bench of a team that wins and you feel good about the win rather than you be the one contributing in a loss. Right. That doesn't make sense. It, yeah, it, that's backwards. It doesn't make sense. But, but then, yeah. but then when you ask the re, when you ask the kids that progress and the kids that are skyrocketing in, in athletics and sports, they want, they want to be the person contributing. Right. And right. so I think that's, it's just, it's just, 
but this is, you know, youth sports. You got to find out who that kid is and, 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 and put him into different places. Even if it's the worst kid, can you find a way to motivate that, that kid to your point to, I don't know, work harder is not always the, the right terminology. I don't think it's, 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 well, it's, it's, standard. To, it's, 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 it's to work yeah. towards your goal. Yeah. And that might, that's going to take hard work, right? right? But it has to be deliberate hard work. It has to be, what are you going to do deliberately when you go home? It's going to be your diet. Is it going to be your mental preparation? It's going to be stick handling. It's going to be body language. What is a deliberate thing you're going to do? Even at eight, even at seven, even at six, right. that you're going to, that you're going to contribute to the team. And guess what? Because of those things you did, we were able to win this weekend and we want to, we want to do that again next weekend. And we want to do that again the following weekend, but we're going to have this, this chart that's not going to look clean. And hopefully if you're, if we're doing a good job coaching and, and good, good job scheduling, you know, it isn't a, it isn't a, it isn't a straight line up to the top. It, if it is great, but we want, we want adversity. We want, we want to make them good people. Like, look, I, I understand winning. Winning feels great. <laughs> Been fortunate to win a lot, but the truth is this: it's the life lessons, it's the life skills you learn that really are the the win. Um, and and again, you know, look, one of the one of the blessings, at least well, I should say, this with my team, but one of the blessings with eight U is everyone plays. I mean, we we don't we don't bench anybody. You know, everyone plays equally. It doesn't matter what their skill level is, and that's one of the beauties of this age. And it's kind of you know, at least from what I've seen, somewhat universally accepted. If there's an understanding of yeah, they're eight. There's seven, right? They're, they all got to play. Um, somewhere along the line, Mike, you're right. Whether it's the sport, the parenting, the coaching, we start to lose a grip on that to a, to a point. And again, I will say this to the audience. Um, there are strategies and tactics that that um, lend themselves to some players playing more than others that I don't always disagree with, right? But it's about coaching and picking and choosing when those times are, right, to put your team in the best place to win. Now, listen, I've said this a hundred times to other coaches, if you're going to shorten the ice time of your, of your lower lines, they're not going to feel good about it, but do they understand why it's happening? And are they still contributing as a teammate? So, you know, Mike, you said it like that, that kid who goes home and, and has to practice and work. I've always said enable the hardest worker on your team that doesn't play as much, or maybe isn't the most skilled to your team, that this person is working hard to try and get better. And that's the standard for the team. Now you've created a role. You've created an understanding it might not be easy for that player, but it's a lot easier to take that on and understand it than it is of not knowing, or I just suck, or I'm not good enough. All right. That's part of life. You're not always going to be the top player on a team. All right. Any team, this team of life. Right. But as you said, like every single team is different. Every single team will always, be, you could have the same players every year. It'll be a different team every year because life happens. A year happens in the life of someone. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it should be equal. Like I don't, I'm not saying a, a prep school team or a high school oh, team. Yeah. Should have equal I, no, I don't think you are. It's yeah. Equal opportunity. And it's, and it's yeah. just like, listen, you're there's, and I think what kids have lost now because of this dilution of the youth hockey world is they've lost the fact that their roles. I mean, we, I just should try out last night for a program and, you know, you look up and down the bench, like, what do you, what, what position you play? Oh, first line center. Oh, I'm a first line center. Oh, I'm a first line center. I'm a first line center too. I'm a, the whole bench. <laughs> I said, first is, there anybody, is there anybody that's a hard working winger? Anybody that wants to, you know, grind it out in the corner or anybody that wants to get the puck. And, it, and it's, and it's, these kids are so deluded that they're all the same player, that they're all the same kid. And, and the fact is, to your point, that, that we do a poor job in youth sports of identifying and supporting that there's, that there's different layers of players and different layers of players do different things. And I don't mind being, I mean, I, I remember being in high school as a freshman and, and just, just embracing the fact that I was the best penalty killer on the ice. Right. And, I, and I actually got to the point where I, I hope we took penalties. I'm like, oh, I hope the team takes a penalty. <laughs> I want to get back on the ice. Right. Like, I want to kill it. I right. want to be the guy who kills the penalty. And I think that's where you know, again, that we wanted the team to lose, but you're like, okay, well, it's time for a penalty here. Something going to cross check somebody or something here. Let's go. Yeah. Cause I want to play. Mine was face off. But, <laughs> but, but that, yeah, but that changed, that changed every year. It, I had a different role. And then, and then I was the guy that, you know, well, hated you filled up your toolbox. You, you became a more well, right. And player. I think we have, but we have to, yeah. we have to, we have to manipulate that as coaches and youth coaches. We have to say, listen, but that's, it's, it's so hard, right? Cause it's so much communication that you need to do that become that's where, and that's where youth hockey becomes a job. And for these, these, these moms and dads, that just want to volunteer a little bit of time each week. And, you know, I'm fortunate. I work within hockey. So I have some extra time, right. To maybe focus on that, but I, I do a horrible job 
really digging in, communicating to individual players because at a time and energy it takes out of you when you, when, when you're, when you have to, because you're communicating to the kid and the parent and you can't always have that meeting, right? right? You can't have a parent meeting every night, but these kids need to be communicated to constantly. And listen to. So, yeah. And listen to. Oh, yeah. no. And well, I mean, when I say communication, right. I mean, Two both ways. ways. Absolutely. Like, tell Absolutely. me, tell me why you think you, you should be on a line with these three players. Well, I think we're the three best players. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you why you're not or <laughs> right. why, why, I'm going to say, yeah, you scored two goals, but you gave up eight. So it doesn't work this way. Like, it's not a good balance. You know, you did. You scored two goals. Unbelievable. But you gave up eight against. So that ain't so good. So we got to find a way right. to, we got to find a different role for who's on the team. But I think it, you know, going back to this whole, what do you do after victories? I, I, I almost think we should put just as much energy into, what, well, what are we going to do after a loss? Totally like, if you would have been, yeah. so Lee, it's if you would have been the other team today, right? If you would have been that team that lost, right? And you won on, so you won on, you won the game before and then you lost, right? right? What right. do you say to that team? I mean, do you say, because it sounds like you, lo- that you, you lost by a goal. So you say, oh, see, we worked harder than them. And this is the, an eight-year-old's not changing their ability to play hockey in 12 hours. Right. But to your point, and I, I, I don't, I call, you call it clicking. I call it like being contagious, right? Passing is contagious. When you pass, right. and when you talk, right. you communicate, and you get on the bench, you pat your teammate on the back. Like, oh, that's a great shift. I, I heard it like, even yesterday, we lost in a game, and I watched one of my players, like, almost like hugging the other defenseman saying, that pass you made up the middle of the ice to me was unbelievable. Like, I'm like, we're losing. Shut up. Yeah, what are you doing? Why you, but he wants to support, he, like, finding little victories of support. Uh, and you know what? That's a bond. Right. And all of a sudden, right. Now the next kid does it. It's like, it's, we've talked about this. Totally. I think even, yeah. you know, it's, it's like when you, when you pay for the, the guy, you know, behind his Dunkin' Donuts and then he pays for Dunkin' Donuts right. and he pays pay it forward. It, it, it's the same thing in hockey. It's the same thing when you get off the bench, find a way to be positive with the kids, players. When a coach says something, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it resonates as much. If, it, if your teammate says something to you, totally. it's huge. And if you can get the kids to understand that, like you, you guys can manufacture your mindset. You can change it. And it's but even at eight, right? Well, it's accountability. Just have fun. Yeah. It's a, a, right. Like we had a kid on the bench yesterday, you know, we, we give out like a, a hard worker helmet, a defensive dominator award every game. And, you know, I was tasked with giving the hardworking helmet away after the uh, loss last night. And I gave it to a player because he had scored, he played defense, he passed. And I said, but most importantly, he was supporting his teammates on the bench, all of them. Right. And I said, that's why you're getting it. And you know, so you, that, that I, you, you give the message and hope it passes itself. Like he earned this by being a good teammate. You know, the kids all want to earn that. Um, you know, right. to answer your question, Mike, about, you know, what if we had lost the game? You know, it's funny. Um, again, th- this is my education as, as a younger youth hockey player, you know? So look, I, I, I take these games with a grain of salt tactically, but I do think like any coach, like ah, if we had done this or if that had happened and, you know, the head coach pulled them all in at the end of the day. And like, like this day we had a game in the morning, um, I think we had a rock climbing gym fun day. We had dinner together and then we had this game and he says, you know, and I admire the guy he goes, you know, what a great day this was, you know, we didn't win that game, but what a great day we just had together. And I was like, you know, that is, right. that's the right message. <laughs> it's like, you know, and like, I wasn't thinking it right at that moment, but I'm like, this guy's right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and again, that's the clicking point for me. Um, the other thing too, Mike, and you were talking a lot about great team building effort here is the accountable team. The team that's accountable learns on its own. You don't have to coach them too much. They actually come to you asking for, or to be coached, excuse me. Right. Uh, and building that is very hard. And once you get it, there's no guarantee it's going to even stay at that level. Um, and, and, you know, that's the plight of all coaches. Right. But like you said too, every team's different. Every team's the same. And, and Mike, I think you're a fun, you, you are a phenomenal coach. I, I don't compliment you enough on the air here. We do that a lot off the air, um, nice. you know, and uh well. Yeah, I will, like, I will say this because we're getting towards the end of this. And, Christy, I want to give you, if you have any final thoughts. But uh, for the purposes of this episode, the uh, Haverford Hawks might hate you, red team, forever champions. This, uh, <laughs> this episode solidifies that. But now we got to get back to work. All right? That's, get that's, back to work. Get that's back to deal. work. Right? And also, you know, all the, I don't know about your tournament, but all the kids got these little trophies, which they took home. But the big giant trophy, don't just stick it in the trophy case. Let the kids take it home with their families, have their moments with it, spread it around because all those kids worked hard for that. I hate when they just take the trophy and stick it in a case yeah. and the kids never really we, get to enjoy we it. We got so. medals and a banner. 
Yeah, medals in a bag. Oh, you didn't get a big trophy? No, they they, not this tournament. They don't do. I, I don't see trophies okay. too much anymore. The, the, everybody wants the banner to hang up in the rink. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you know, we're gonna lobby that. That like the, the, the way my program is is that there's a big home rink and then there's kind of a secondary rink for the younger kids. So mm-hmm. we're gonna ask if that can be hung up at the secondary rink and not the main rink. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen. It, you know, personally, I'm, I'm indifferent on stuff like that, but it uh, should be hung. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah. There, I don't, I haven't seen, Mike, I don't know about you. I don't see big trophies too much anymore in youth hockey. That was when oh, I was yeah, so, yeah. I mean, When are you doing the ring ceremony and the, uh, the, the I got to talk to Justin first um, about, about, you know, I want to make sure there's, there's the right amount of diamonds in it. You got to take a lap yeah. around the ring. Right. With right. your trophies right. and we, your medal. With it, with, we yeah, I think there's less, tro- less trophies and uh, more banners. I like that. I, I think. Oh, the they have banners trophies. now? Yeah. Well, that's that's all ban- it's, it's, all, it's all about banners because I think the banners can, you know, they're up there. They're, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they look a lot better and they don't, yeah. uh, they like collect a, dust. They have a half life of about 10 years before you have to remove them for, to replace them. Like, you know, <laughs> no, yeah, I haven't seen a trophy in a long time. But look, I, I, I cases I, take up a lot of good, good real estate and rings. So I want to say this that, that, just full 360. I'm really proud of the team and how they came together. I think they were given the right messages. They played as a team, a true team effort. And I agree with you guys that it's a great moment and you feel it for a few days and then you got to get back to work. And it's really on us as coaches and parents to make sure that we, we refocus the kids now of, okay, this was a great step forward, but we're not done the journey yet. We're not even uh, climbing the mountain yet. We just got to the mountain um, and, and learn that life lesson. And, and to, to reiterate that, there's also a loser in that tournament. And, and it was a handed, you know, handedly, uh, we won that game handedly. We have to talk about that and learn and grow. And like, and again, I'm blessed to have the, the ability to speak with the team once a week about things like this. That's something I've been tasked with, which I'm really enjoying. I mean, I'll say it again, these, right. these eight U players do better with this than adults. <laughs> Cause there's no, there's no baggage there. Right. It's just, just, uh, you know, just fun and in the moment all the time. And, and, uh, you know, making sure that when an adult is talking, they look someplace else because that's what every kid does at that age. But any final thoughts on this, guys? I think it's been a great episode. It's been a great discussion. Obviously, for those of you listening, too, if you have any thoughts on this, feel free to comment underneath the episode or email us at uh, team at ourkidsplayhockey.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, every episode is growing so vast. But uh, any, any final thoughts on this topic? Congratulations hey, to your you. little mites. That's yeah. so exciting. And just constantly remind them of the reason why they did so well. Um, they had they worked well together. So they need to keep doing that. I agree. I'm going to get a big cardboard cut out of you, Christy, point your finger, with like, get back to work. Right. Back to work. Yeah. yeah. It's coach. It's coach Christy. Who's that? It's coach Christy. No, I, I appreciate yelling. it. Yelling in the corner. Yeah. And then Mike, Mike, what about you? Final thoughts? Now I like the, you know, listen, I think anytime you have a, a chance to teach, whether it's a win or loss, you know, you, you have an opportunity to have the kids now for the week. I mean, it's funny if you really looked at your kids, they probably have the same expression the next day after a win as a loss anyway. Right. That's true. Cause they're, 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 you know, the only ones talking about this are mom and dad at work. Right. right. So like the kids, <laughs> or, or I, the I'm podcast sure host. I, I, <laughs> yeah. The podcast host. I, I guarantee, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd like to sit be at the kids at the lunch table right now saying, did you, unbelievable weekend right. i learned you know this is what i do. i don't know i don't think they I, I i tend not to think they talk about that much but um but i do like the fact that you know you can have a good good message it sounds like you have a good group of parents and kids and and i think if you can if you can if that message can keep resonating week to week to week that's that's the goal of what we're trying to do here right yeah i agree with you man and i'll tell you what i don't know if this came from the weekend but for some reason my kids were extra awesome this morning they got up they got dressed and they got out of the house no arguments so i'll take that that's the win for me <laughs> this the win. Weekend. that's it yeah they're in a good mood uh guys listen in all honesty i really appreciate the the conversation the advice um I can't stress enough that, that, you know, I have said it, I've worked in this game my whole life and I barely know what I'm doing at this age group. So it's so great to have a support system like you two um, and our audience too. I, I got to thank all of you. We get nothing but great feedback from everybody. Feel free. Also, look, I shared, I shared the picture of my kid winning in, in our, uh, our Facebook group, our kids play hockey. Those of you listening, do the same thing. This is a community. We want to hear from you. Uh, you know, we can expand this conversation beyond the three of us hundred percent. I also want to, it's, it's time I can actually finally do this. Christy and I have been working on a secret project behind the scenes and the coming weeks, we're going to be able to unveil that to you. Finally, Mike has been watching us do it. Um, we're really excited to tell you about it. That's just a tease. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but keep coming back week to week. Cause we have something special in the works. So we really can't wait to share with this audience, but 
With that said, uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. This has been another great edition of Our Kids Play Hockey with Chris Gashiano Burns, Mike Benelli, and I'm Leo Elias. You can check out every episode we've ever done, ourkidsplayhockey.com. We're on every podcast network. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. You can watch us jabber if you don't want to just listen. Um, uh, two of the, the hosts are good looking. The other one's me. Um, and uh, we'll be here every single week moving forward. So thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week on Our Kids Play Hockey. Have a great day, everybody.